chapter 16, the book of John, uh, chapter number 16, and then also uh, I want you to turn to Proverbs chapter 3, uh, we'll be there uh, just for just a little bit, and uh, if you'll turn there, and uh, asking God just to bless tonight. I look back there and I saw um, Brother Goodman, I believe, from Waverly, Ohio. Am I right about that? Good to see you tonight. God bless you, you and your family, and we're so thankful to have you all tonight and other guests with us this evening. Thank you so much for coming. And um, we're in a little series right now uh, entitled uh, The Discipline of Christian Growth. This little summer series at the end of the summer. And, um, and we'll start a series in 1 Corinthians real soon. I'm kind of bracing you for that. I talked to a preacher today and he said, you're actually going to preach, you're going to teach through the book of 1 Corinthians. Yeah, we are. It's in the Bible. A lot of stuff in that too. And so I want us to believe what the Bible says and practice and live what the Bible says. And uh, it's a powerful book. We are living in a Corinthian age. And um, a lot of things that were going on there in that church is going on in churches around the land. And God kind of takes the lid off the Corinthian church, lets us look down inside all the poison that was going on. And then Paul writes by inspiration, tells them how to fix it. And they did fix most all of it, we believe, Thus, the letter of 2 Corinthians, and uh, it was a nicer letter. We may get to that. I'm not sure, but we're in this little summer series, and uh, the idea of Christian growth uh, is, does not happen by osmosis, and you know, you, you've got, there's a discipline about it, just like anything else you go to do. If you're going to grow as a Christian, you've got to do that intentionally, and uh, last week, we talked about uh, controlling the tongue. We had to get that sooner or later. Uh, some of you said you liked it. Most of you never said nothing, so it didn't matter. But So sooner or later, we were going to have to get to this one, and that is controlling our emotions. And uh, let's stand together, please, reading God's Word. We'll read just a couple places here uh, in uh, Proverbs chapter number. Let's read, first of all, over in John. John 16, one verse there just to kind of get us started. John 16 and verse 33, Jesus was speaking. He says this. In verse 33, let's read that out loud together in unison. Verse 33, ready? These things have I spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. I'm going to tell you, our world is going crazy right now. But Jesus, his goal is that we have peace. We're settled and that's not going to happen because you're just, you just got raw bone tenacity and, and this, all that. it's going to happen because we're in Christ. The peace we have is in the Lord. Now, let's turn over, please. We'll use as our text Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And by the way, this is my, my wife's life verse. You marry a preacher, you're going to have to have this one. But these two verses, let's read Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 uh, out loud together. And I realize that we've preached all around these verses for years but they're going to apply tonight to what I'm going to have to say about our emotions. And here it is, the answer really found in verse 5. Let's read verses 5 and 6 out loud together. Some of you have memorized. Let's read them together. Ready? Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. How many are thankful that God directs our paths? And he's there for us if we let him. I'm going to speak on this subject for just a while tonight, controlling our emotions. Now, I'm just going to say that is a large topic, 
And I'm probably not going to touch on everything that you want me to touch on. We're not going to get it all. We're really going to find the answer, really, in controlling all of our emotions tonight. And uh, I trust that you will discipline yourself to do so. Let's pray together. Father, bless now, please, your word. And I pray you'll challenge us, Lord, with this important discipline. Father, the people of the world, our friends, our co-workers, our neighbors, those that know that we're born again, they are counting on us to be the ones that can hold it all together. And we cannot do that without you. And so help us tonight to get the help we need. We pray, please, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. you may be seated. We all have emotions. We are living in a generation that's almost an emotional powder keg. Let me just name some of the emotions that the scriptures mention. Contempt, despondency, depression, disappointment, disgust, envy, fear, hate, joy, anger, love, regret, revenge, sorrow. That's just some that's mentioned in my cyclopedic in the front of my Bible. There are many emotions mentioned, but these are ones that, that something is taught on about those. So we could actually take an emotion and teach on it. For instance, anger. Be angry and sin not. Let not the what? Sun go down your wrath. And so, so there is a teaching on anger. It doesn't say never be angry. It says be angry and sin not. And so there's a, there's a line you can cross over there. And there are, other, there are other emotions, such as uh, uh, despondency and uh, depression. And the, we could all take all of these and talk about them, and we could tell you what the Bible teaches. We're not going to do that tonight. It's just enough to say that you and I, as we pay attention to what's going on in our world, emotions are frayed, and they're going crazy right now. I mentioned this just a few weeks ago about the matter of road rage. Road rage is epidemic right now in America. We watch, uh, we watch, by the way, just settle down. Just, just drive your car and understand that nobody can drive as good as you. <laughs> Hardly anyone uses their turn signal. And just, just drive, get your location, and, and <laughs> hope that no one jumps out of their car with a gun or a ball bat or whatever. And just don't start that, okay? If you start it, you got to finish it. We mentioned that the other day and things like that. And, and, and uh, same way with, you know, you, you, you buy a product that you don't think is right and you go back and you decide you're going to take it back and give them peace of your mind. Don't do that. Not as a Christian. Don't do that. You got to learn to control your emotions. And, uh, and so the Bible talks a lot about that. And it's, and, uh, it's really this stress in this world, according to what Jesus said in John 16 to 33, is, is unavoidable. But... Uh, we live in it, and we got to learn how to deal with it. Now, stress, pressure, emotions, worrying. The Bible has a lot to say. First Peter chapter 5, verse 7, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Philippians 4, 6, be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known unto God. Uh, Matthew six thirty four. take therefore no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow take thought for itself, uh, for the things of itself. Hebrews 13, 6, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. And the, and, and the list goes on and on and on of how we take our care and cast it over to God and we let him take care of it. Um, you have the story of Martha in the Bible, for instance. She sat at the feet of Jesus and her emotions showing. 
And she got upset with her sister because she did not feel like that her sister was participating in preparing the house and one of the things she needed to do. And Jesus said to her, there's a lot more to that story than that. But the basic thing, he said, Martha, Martha, he said, thou art careful and troubled about many things. The Lord even looked past the fact. He said, you're, you're troubled about many things. It wasn't just that, that Mary wasn't doing her job. She had something down inside of her that was bugging her and it was starting to bubble over. You don't ever do that, I'm sure, but, but, but typically that's how it happens. Something grows and grows and grows and grows, and, and finally you can put it in one of those categories, either discouragement, despondency, or maybe uh, you go inward with it, or you go outward with it and you act on it with some other type of emotion. Now, can I just say this tonight? God gave all of us emotions. He gave us the ability to grieve. If you, if you couldn't grieve whenever something bad happened, I, mean, I think your emotions would almost blow up on you. Did you know that God gave you tear ducts so that you would be able to not just lubricate your eyes when a sandstorm came, but actually to be able to grieve? God gave you that ability. And so the emotions that we have are there to be used as Christ-honoring as we can use them. But nevertheless, when pressure comes, uh, we either close off or we act out, react. I want to give you just kind of a little, if I can give you a little um, uh, equation or a principle that I was taught years ago. Um, I don't know, you can't necessarily find the idea, you can find the idea in the Bible, this is not Bible, but I want you to write this down, then I'm going to give you some truth from the Word of God because this has always helped me as I go in life with everything, and that is this. I actually, I learned this from uh, some of the writings of J. Frank Norse. You either, J. Frank Norse, the preacher from Texas, you either love him or hate him, I understand that. But during the days, and by the way, yes, I am related to him somewhere down the line, I think 11th cousin or something, in case you're wondering, but he did some different things, but he was a very powerful preacher. I actually pastored a church in Fort Worth and in uh, Detroit area and he traveled by train or plane between the two but he said something in one of his writings years ago that I wrote it down early as a preacher and he said this he said divide your life into two parts your part and God's part well it's all God's part we understand that but listen to the reasoning he said, your part is to do what you ought to do and what you can do. They're just things that, you, things that you ought to do, you should do. As a human being, as a Christian, there are things that you should do, and there are things that you can do. But then there's things that's completely out of your hand. That's the second part. God's part is to take care of that. God's part is to withstand the pressure, and God's part is to carry the burden. That's really taught in the yoke. Jesus said, get in the yoke with me. For my burden is easy. My burden's light. And so uh, as we go through life, you cannot avoid stressful situations. You can't avoid trouble. You can't avoid things that are going to affect your emotions. But you can, you can, you can control, I believe, with the Holy Spirit's help and the, and the principles of the Word of God, you can get to the place where you can keep those emotions pleasing unto the Lord. And I'm going to give some thoughts now to you from this passage in Proverbs chapter 3. I want you to jot these down. First of all, in, for, before I get to the, I have four points I'll give you tonight, but first of all, 
I want you to notice the words thine, thine, thy, thy, that, that these are the four verbs in, found in this passage or four, four uh, uh, connected with that. They're, they're actually three, the first three are commands and the fourth is a promise or connected, I should say, with a verb. And uh, let's see if we can find those here. A trust in the Lord with all thine heart. So your heart is trusting God. Lean not into thine own understanding, that your leaning shouldn't be to your own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge, our ways should acknowledge him, and then he shall direct thy paths. So our paths are directed from a passive uh, 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 idea, and that is God's going to direct our paths. And I want you to jot these things down. First of all, number one, trust God entirely. Trust God entirely. The Bible says here, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, all of it. The heart in the Old Testament especially and the New Testament is the seat of our emotions. So whenever something comes at us, and it does every day, several times a day, things are coming into your life that you're going to evaluate. I was talking with a preacher today. And we were talking about this very thing. He didn't know I was preaching on it. And he said this. He said, uh, you're made up of body, soul, and spirit. Now watch this. Here's what he said. And he's right. You're just as much spirit as you are body. Now you don't like to think of it like that because you think, well, I'm body. I mean, that's, that's the prevalent part of me is my body. But you're just as much soul. God saves your soul. You're just as much soul as you are body. You're trying this all body. We don't say when it comes to the Trinity, well, uh, God and, and, and Jesus and, and the Holy Spirit's probably not as, as important. No, 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 they're three in one. They're all important. And you make a terrible mistake whenever you don't put emphasis on your spirit or your heart or the seat of your emotions or the really who you are. The real life walking, talking you. Where you do all your thinking and all of, your, all of the, uh, the outgo from, from you comes from that spirit part of you. Now, I don't want to get into all the theology of this. We understand that, that whenever we get saved, that spirit is quickened, and the Holy Spirit comes inside of us, and he lives and seals us to the day of redemption. And that way, you and I have the Holy Spirit of God. That God in us, the hope of glory, lives inside of us. How many of y'all believe that the Holy Spirit of God indwells us? That's what the Bible says. And so he is to... He's to guide us and dictate to us how we live and how we think and even how we use our emotions. Now, it's hard for us to understand, but we do not give that part of us as much credence as we should. We are spiritual beings. Somebody says, well, uh, I have trouble with this or trouble with that or I'm a worry or whatever. I, and my, my mom was like that. My granny's like that. I just can't get over it. You can get over that with the help of the Spirit of God. Uh, and so what you want to do in this idea of trusting God entirely carries with it the thought of casting yourself completely on Him, trust Him. I've told the story many, many times. <clears throat> I've told it recently about when I was a little boy growing up, we had a basement in our house in West Virginia. I remember one time that my dad, we were going down the stairs and dad was at the bottom of them, bottom of the steps. And I was about halfway down. He looked at me, he said, jump, Mikey. I never thought anything about it. I just jumped in my daddy's arms. I just trusted my daddy. Now, let me just say this. You and I, when we get older, we think we got it all under control. And we don't trust God like that. But when you got saved, you trusted God entirely with your soul. 
And all of your eternity, you're trusting God for that. Well, he wants us to trust him with everything. Uh, there are things in your life that you can say, well, I, I, you know, I know what to do in that because I know what the Bible says and I know what I'm going to do about that. And you may work that through and you should do what you ought to do and what you can do. But that doesn't mean that those things you work through with another person or another situation, that doesn't mean that, that uh, you do what you should do and talk through that. That doesn't mean that takes care of the hurt inside of you. That doesn't mean it takes care of the sorrow that you carry from that instance. That doesn't mean that uh, maybe your feathers got ruffled in that and you do what you should do and you do it right, but then there's something happens on the inside. Well, there is a God in heaven that wants you to trust him in that to help you carry that and help you fix that. In fact, it's so much so, he don't even want you to worry about that. He wants you to do the right thing and give it to him. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Trust God entirely. Be fully persuaded by faith that God is going to take care of that. It seems like we can trust ourselves the more we can God in this thing. And when you take that emotion that, humanly speaking, can run wild, you better give it to God. Number one, trust God ex- Number one, entirely. Number two, trust God exclusively. Trust God exclusively. Um, that means you do not lean on your own understanding or anyone else's understanding or worry. You have a limited viewpoint. God is all wise and God is omniscient. Let's just bring it down right where all the candy's at on the lower shelf. Right now in our world, you listen to news every day. You don't have a clue who's right and who's wrong. Well, you, know, you probably know who's wrong pretty quick. But you, you really don't know how it's going to work out. We came to church tonight. It was kind of hazy out. And I don't know it was because of all the wildfires. But I heard on the news earlier that all the wildfires out in the West were going to kind of blow through. And I thought most of it was going to go north of us. And I believe it is. It's probably just hazy out there tonight. But I got, I got thinking about this little conversation driving into church tonight that, um, you know, about these wildfires. Now, everything's being said right now. You got this drought that's been going on out there in the Midwest and West for like years. You got wildfires galore. And they're starting to say, well, that's going to cause food shortages. And you're sitting there thinking, uh, like what? Like, are we going to run out of vanilla Oreos? <laughs> I love those things. By the way, don't buy me anymore. Somebody dropped off some of the house the other night. I ate the whole bag in a day and a half. I had help, but Baylor and Braxton helped me some. They kept going through there. And then my wife turned around and bought me another bag. I'm just about through them. In fact, if you want to get me some, I'll take them. But anyway. (laughs) By the way, I got a text message right as soon as I walked over there after I announced... Uh, one of our one of our fellows said we have 150 baby bottles I brought mine in tonight so how about that that had nothing to do with nothing I just now remembered that so you don't know really what's going to happen you you can look here's what you know you know that Jesus Christ is coming again amen and you know he said that things will wax worse and worse right I know that some of you think that we're going to get out of here before it gets really bad 
And let me just tell you this, what the Bible says. We're going to get out of here before the tribulation. But things are going to get bad. Because the Bible says they are. So you're, 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 you're prone to worry? No, not me. I've always have a, had a generator and 485 rolls of toilet paper in my house. That's not true. And you did the same thing. We've got enough canned food to feed this whole church tonight. But we don't know. I'm not worried about it because I got a lot of canned food. I'm just saying that there's a God in heaven that knows what's going to happen tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And one thing I can lay my head on my pillow at night and not fear because I know God's going to take care of us. How many of y'all remember the story? You, I think I've told this here. Well, I hope I have. If I haven't, I'm getting ready to really reveal something here. But anyway, when we, when we shut down, you all remember we were closed for almost two months. You remember that? Can you believe that American churches shut down for two months? Well, we did. We run a pretty tight budget around here, and we have a lot going on. And uh, I remember as a pastor, I mean, there's, there, I'm an administrator too. I oversee. I thought, what are we going to do? Because what I thought was, well, people don't come to church, can't take up an offering. And I thought, and we don't know when this is going to last, how long it's going to last, I should say. And I thought, what are we going to do? Now, I'm not going to try to do dates and times because I'll mess it all up. But I remember just about the time all that was happening and I began to worry and fret my wife reminded me of her life verse here trust in the Lord we prayed together I got my deacons together we prayed and it was just probably within 24 48 hours or whatever we got a phone call from somebody that there was a uh, an estate we weren't aware of we were aware of but we didn't think it was and it was it, it, it took it, we got enough money from that one check to carry us through all that some of you know the particulars of that some of you I and mean, I may have told the whole story I don't know what I have told what I haven't told but I can tell you this God took care of us and he continued to do that in fact all everything's not quite in well it's all in from 2020 but we still had first part of 2021 was tough as well but when everything comes in we finish do all the final accounting i think we're going to find out that we have had and are having right now the best year financially we've ever had that should not be but god looked way out ahead and god god is saying to us i'm going to take care of you and he's saying that to you too He's got a way. Trust God exclusively. He said, trust the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding. He's saying this. He's, he's saying, don't let your mind run wild with what's coming down the pike. And I want to encourage you in that. Number three, write this down. Number three, trust God extensively. He says this. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. You got to circle that word all. In all thy ways, 
you acknowledge God. To acknowledge him means to recognize or to observe or to pay attention to him. We should be in the word of God. We should be in a close enough walk with God in prayer that we can communicate with God. Just do what's right uh, and what we're supposed to do. And doing those things, he helps carry the load. We just do that for the rest of our lives. I, I started trusting God years ago. I'm going to keep trusting God. I'm going to let this thing I'm going to let the, I'm going to let this thing of my trust and my walk in God extend all the way to my death if I can. I don't want to ever say God's not being good to me. Uh, he has been good to me. Now there's a promise attached to this. I want you to write this down. There's a promise attached. The Bible says that um, he will uh, trust him to deliver. Let's look at the end of the verse. He says, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. It doesn't, make, it doesn't say he'll make it all go away. It means that he'll guide us to the obstacle course of life safely. He'll get you through. He'll move you where you need to be. By the way, he's doing that right now. I can't speak for other countries, but I can speak for People in America, if you're paying attention to God, God's getting you where you need to be at the right time. I've, I've talked to a lot of folks uh, just in recent weeks, and there's just a lot of movement and direction going on in people's lives. But understand something. This is a promise. It's a promise. He took care of all the great men in the Bible, we, Daniel and Moses and Shadrach and Meshach and many all that. We talked about those and preached on those this past Sunday. And... Um, in 1 Samuel chapter 30, we're not going to turn back there, but David was running from Saul and the Amalekites had invaded, invaded Ziglag. You remember the story? Took his wives and family and all of that. The people wanted to stone David. If you read that passage in 1 Samuel 30, just about every emotion that can go through a man was going through him. The Bible says that because he trusted God, David encouraged himself in the Lord. He did not act on his emotions, although he could have. David was a very emotional character in the Bible. But he did not act on his emotions. The Bible says he encouraged himself in the Lord, verse number 7. By the time we get to verse number 19, the Bible says he recovered all. He got it all back. Job. We're going to start a study in the book of Job, Lord willing, uh, in just a few weeks, we get into August and our, our Sunday school class in here, which is the best Sunday school class. You ought to come to art. No, I'm just kidding. You need to be in your class, all God's children. But um, if you read the book of Job, there comes a time when the words of Job ended. God let him talk. And boom, they stop. And then God comes in and said this. What, who, who, who are you? Did you spin this globe and set it on its pillars? Or, or did you, do you know the future? Do you know why I'm doing what I'm doing? He started asking all these rhetorical questions and really made Job and all his friends look very silly. But then he showed Job what he was doing and the Bible says that Job got everything back. In fact, he got almost double back. Now, I'm not saying it's going to happen to you. I'm just saying there comes a time in your life where you've got to step back. It has all those emotions I, I mentioned, you just got to step back and just say, 
I can't handle this. But I'm not going to go jump off a bridge somewhere. I am going to trust God to get me through. You say, when is through? When are we through with this thing? It may be a while. But I like the, those verses in the Bible where it says, and it came to pass, and it came to pass, and it came to pass. Let's bow our heads. Now, our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. I want to encourage you tonight. I do not know this evening maybe what has got you in some state of some type of emotion, but we all have these cycles in our life and how we handle them. Can I get you tonight to do your part and give God his part? Your part may be just to trust God. Just trust God. Just one will stand, but I want to ask you this question before we stand. How many say, preacher, I want you to pray for me tonight. I need to do a better job just trusting God in my situation. Would you lift your hand up, put up real high, just do a better job in trusting God in my situation. Let's stand together, please, with our heads bowed, our eyes closed. And Sometimes it takes a while, sometimes a long time. Sometimes God just answers. Father, tonight many hands are raised, and we pray your blessings on these who lift their hands. You know each situation, Lord, tonight. You know what's going on. You know that when, when it's all going to be over. But Father, I pray you'll teach each of us tonight to trust you. And I pray you'll work in our lives. Help us to keep all this balanced and controlled. Move us to that next level of Christian growth. In Jesus' name I pray. Now our heads are bowed.